You're listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. You know, Satan will use a variety of things to try to silence our faith. Guilt, shame, fear, condemnation, insults, persecution. And unfortunately, sometimes the insults and persecutions come from church people. We need to ignore these voices, rumblings, insults, and threats. Like everyone else, you sometimes have voices in your mind that say that you're not good enough, that you shouldn't expect more, that you're unlovable. This inner dialogue only serves to keep you far from the truth, that you are overwhelmingly valuable to others and to God. Today, Pastor Dion lays out how to combat these voices and reach towards Jesus, who wants to rescue you from the lies that you believe. Pastor Dion exhorts you to be like the blind man on the road to Jerusalem, who cried out for Jesus to heal him. Now here's Pastor Dion in the book of Luke chapter 18 with today's edition of The Simple Truth. This man had spent all of his life living by a code. He kept the law. He followed the rules. He was a good person. We might even call him a santito. Look at your neighbor and say that. A santito or a goody two-shoes. This guy. He never took more than 20 items to the 20 or less register. He never drove the closing lane in a road construction zone. You know, I hate that. They tell everybody they're going to close the left lane, but there are people who just want to go cut in front. This guy never did that. He went to church regularly. He paid his tithes. He was a good person. Say it out loud. He was a what? A good person. But... He had a haunting feeling that being good wasn't good enough to get into heaven. So here's this guy from this prestigious and and lavish place like Jericho, and he's been doing really good. In fact, the connotation makes us believe that he's even a priest. And so he's been good all of his life, but he has this haunting feeling. I don't know if being good is good enough to get into heaven. So when he heard Jesus was coming on the outskirts of town, this rich young ruler saddled his Land Rover and went out to meet Jesus. The rich young ruler asked Jesus, is being good good enough? And if not, What must I do to get into heaven? And Jesus explained that we can't earn, buy, or work our way in. I'm going to say it again. Jesus laid it out there and he said, we can't earn, buy, or work our way into heaven. It's impossible. Say it out loud. What? It's impossible. In fact, Jesus said, it's like trying to get a camel through the eye of a needle. Everybody say impossible. In fact, getting into heaven, Jesus explained, is by grace and faith alone. Here's the verse, Ephesians chapter 2. Read it with me. For by grace you are saved through 
And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. It is not from works so that no one can boast. Grace and faith. This man who had the haunting feeling that being good wasn't good enough, and he found out it isn't. Because Jesus told him salvation, heaven, is by grace and faith alone. It's God in His grace sent us a Savior, and by faith we must believe and follow Him. When we do, heaven is ours. It's that simple. Look at your neighbor and say, it's that simple. In fact, Acts 16.32 says it like this. Read it with me. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you, everybody, will be saved. Say, let's read it again. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be It's that easy. Look at your other neighbor and say, it's that easy. So the guy came out, found out that he was all wrong, that salvation and getting into heaven is by grace and faith alone, by God's grace giving a Savior and you believing in that Savior. And after that explanation, Jesus invited the rich young ruler to take the plunge, to believe and follow Him. Follow me. Come, leave all that you have, sell it, give all that you have, give the money to the poor, and come follow me. The man had something weighing him down. He had too much junk in the trunk. He had a big, everybody said out loud, oh, Jesus, the man was looking for salvation. He was looking for security of salvation. And Jesus came and said, hey, listen, it's not works. You can't earn it. You can't buy it. You can't ever deserve it. It's by grace and faith alone. God has sent a Savior. Here I am. Believe and follow me. And the man, come and take the plunge. But the man had too much junk in the trunk. A big but. I would love to follow you, Jesus, but... I just got to this stage in my life. I would love to follow you, Jesus, but I like being rich. I would love to follow you, Jesus, but my spouse won't like it. I would love to follow you, Jesus, but my kids are too young, but my friends will ridicule me. But, but, but I'm Catholic. But, 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 everybody said what? But. Don't let your big but keep you from following Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, I hope he's not talking about you right now. Just look at him and say, I hope he's not talking about you right now. Now, in the next scene, Luke records a contrast to the rich young ruler. That guy found out what salvation and the security of heaven, where it's at, and he invited the man, but the man had too much junk in the trunk and wouldn't take the plunge. So now Luke shows us a contrast. As they get closer to Jericho, they come across a blind beggar. All right, so they've been on the outskirts of Jericho. They just crossed the Jordan River. They're in that little valley between Jericho and the Jordan. And that's where the rich young ruler came out to meet him. And now they're a little closer to Jericho and they encounter a blind beggar. Let's read it. Verse 35. 
Then it happened as he was coming near Jericho that a certain blind man sat on the road begging. And hearing a multitude passing by, he asked what it meant. So they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. And he cried out saying, read it out loud with me, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Pretty cool. So they're getting closer to Jericho. Now, guys, since the area of Samaria was considered unclean, Jews from the north on their way to celebrate Passover in Jerusalem only had one highway. So what Jews would do, they were practicing godliness and practicing God's word and going to the temple from Galilee. They would cross over from Galilee, across the Sea of Galilee, come down the Capolis, come down all the way along the banks of the River Jordan. They would cross over and that's where Jericho is. They would completely avoid that area. You guys got it? All right, so here's what's going on. Jesus has made that trek. He has crossed the river, the... Rich young ruler came out to meet him. They're getting closer to Jericho now. And it only had one highway. And the highway that led into Jericho is the road Jesus was on. And just before the Jericho city limits was a landmark rest area. Everybody say a rest area. It was a landmark rest area where family caravans traveling to Jerusalem for the holidays and feast days and specifically Passover, where those families could camp and refresh before the 14-mile, 1,600-foot climb. All right? So they would get to Jericho, and outside of Jericho there was a rest area. So they would come to that particular rest area there in Jericho. And guys, the rest area also served as a focus point to direct your heart toward God. Because specific songs or psalms were sung at this particular stop. Psalm 120 through 134 are called Psalms of Ascent meaning psalms to sing as you ascend to Jerusalem. They'd get to that particular point at that rest area, and it was a focal point as they would look over to Jerusalem, the road that they're about to go on. And they would sing particular psalms called psalms of ascent. Say it out loud, what? Psalms of ascent. Psalms to sing as they ascend to Jerusalem. Psalms like, I will lift up my eyes to the hills, that's where the temple in Jerusalem is, from where my help comes from, my help comes from the Lord. So you can see what they're actually looking at when they say that in Psalms. There's also another psalm that says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. These particular psalms were sung as they were going up to Jerusalem from this particular place. So, it was at this rest area outside Jericho that a blind beggar had positioned himself to ask for help. Guys, panhandlers are shrewd. They are as shrewd as real estate agents. They really are. They know that in order to have success, it comes down to this. Everybody say it. Location, location, location. You know, getting the best 
and the busiest intersection and having the right sign is what it really takes to be successful as a panhandler. They're shrewd. Look at your neighbor and say, they're shrewd. And like the story of Jimmy and Dan, you know, they're a couple of panhandlers. Every day, Dan goes home with a bag full of $10 bills from panhandling. He drives a BMW, his house is paid off, and he has lots of money to spend, this guy Dan. Well, Jimmy is out just as long as Dan, but he barely gets a few bucks a day. So one day, Jimmy complained to Dan, how come I can't haul in what you do in a day? And Dan asked Jimmy, well, what does your sign say? Jimmy said, I'm out of work with a wife and six kids to support. That's what my sign says. Dan said, no wonder you only get a few bucks here and there. He said, mine says, I only need another $10 to move to the next town. Huh? Now they're shrewd, these guys. Well, this blind guy knows that the people traveling to Jerusalem for Passover, he knows they have cash and they also have compassion because they're church people. So he is at the perfect street light. He is holding a cardboard sign that probably read, loan me some money and I'll pay you back the next time I see you. You'll get it. He's blind, right? All right. There we go. Aha! Now, he didn't say that. He didn't have a sign that said that. He was just waving his cup. And the noise of, of the crowd that was passing seemed unusual to the blind man. This isn't just a few families traveling together, you know, on their way to Jerusalem. This is an entourage. There is a VIP or a celebrity passing by. He can sense it by the energy of the people and the amount of people. So he inquired who was passing and was told, it's Jesus of Nazareth. Say it out loud. What? Jesus of Nazareth. Now, as the people fall into this particular rest area, they begin to sing the designated psalm of ascent but the blind man began to shout praises to Jesus, calling him the Messiah. So the people are trying to sing one song, but he is shouting a completely other song. He was shouting a messianic title to Jesus. He was saying, Son of David. Now, Son of David is a title reserved for the Messiah. Everybody say, for who? The Savior. That term is equivalent to king of kings and lord of lords. So as the people are trying to sing their psalm of ascent, he is saying, son of David. Everybody say it out loud. What? Son of David, have mercy on me. The blind man was declaring, God isn't over there in Jerusalem, in the Jerusalem temple. He's right here walking with us. The blind man saw more than all of them. So the blind man didn't let anything weigh him down. I mean, he could have. He could have had a thousand excuses as to not call out to the Lord. I mean, he could have been sour because of his condition, like so many other people are. Angry, hostile, resentful, bitter. Or he could have wallowed in self-pity and depression. 
looking for an escape in alcohol or prescription drugs or, or even suicide. But instead, this blind beggar called out to the helper and the healer. He chanted his vote. I believe, I acknowledge, I surrender. Son of David, have mercy on me. Let's say it out loud. Son of David, have mercy on me. That's what he's shouting. Isaiah 55, 6 says this. Seek the Lord while you can find Him. Call upon Him now while He is near. Let men cast off their wicked deeds. Let them turn to the Lord that He may have mercy upon them, for He will abundantly pardon. I like it. The blind beggar took a leap of faith into the person of Jesus Christ. He didn't let any junk in his trunk weigh him down. He didn't let any junk in his trunk hold him back. In fact, let's read the passage. Verse 39. It says, Then those who went before warned him that he should be quiet. But he cried out all the more. Let's read that part out loud. But he cried out all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. Now people scolded the blind man to shut up. You're messing up our song. Go get a job. Go take a bath. You know, get out of here. Who do you think you are? You know, Satan will use a variety of things to try to silence our faith. Guilt, shame, fear, condemnation, insults, persecution. And unfortunately, sometimes the insults and persecutions come from church people. We need to ignore these voices, rumblings, insults, and threats. I'm going to say it again. We need to ignore these voices, rumblings, insults, and threats. In fact, the Apostle Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 13, he said, Haters going to hate, 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 hate. Shake it off, shake it off. That's what he said. Well, not quite, but almost. Here's what he said. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 13. Now who will want to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you suffer for doing what is right, God will reward you for it. So don't worry or be afraid of their threats. Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your Christian hope, always be ready to explain it. Yeah. Haters going to hate, 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 hate. Shake it off, shake it off. That's what he said. Don't get weighed down with the haters, the fakers, and the naysayers. Do what the blind beggar did. Shake it off and keep praising. Because nothing catches the ear of Jesus more than a helpless soul shouting, I'm trusting you. I'm jumping into your arms. 
Nothing catches the ear of the Savior more than that. That gets the ear of the Savior. In fact, God actually made this promise. Psalm 91 verse 14, read it with me. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, everybody, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with long life and give them my salvation. Yes. Jesus heard the confession of faith and He called him. Let's read it. Verse 40. So Jesus stood still as a man was shouting. I mean, the people were all singing the psalm of ascent. They're getting hostile and upset because he's interrupting their song. Shut up over there. But Jesus stood still and commanded the man to be brought to him. And when he had come near, he asked him, saying, what do you want me to do for you? How many of you like that question? Jesus asking you that question. Hey, praises, your emotion, your faith, your declarations, they get Jesus' attention. What do you want me to do for you? The man said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. In an instant, the beggar went from lost to found, from darkness to light, from beggar to blessed. Just like that. Listen. Jesus is passing by your life today. He promised that wherever two or three were gathered in His name, He would be here. I'll never leave you nor forsake you even unto the end of the world. So He's passing by your life today. And whatever your condition, lost, broken, guilty, hurt, sick, lonely, depressed, He's within shouting distance. Call on Him. God promised us this. Read it out loud. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. He's within shouting distance. So don't let the junk in your trunk Don't let your big butt keep you from deliverance or salvation. Keep you from a healing or a miracle. Make a decision to call out to Him and find the help that you need. Your finances, for your marriage, for your home, for your physical body. Make the call. Jump and follow. Believe and follow. We're so glad that you tuned in today to The Simple Truth. 
We pray that Pastor Dion's teaching in the book of Luke has given you a new insight into the life of Jesus and brought you closer to Him. If you'd like to learn more about the ministry of The Simple Truth or hear additional messages, visit tmcalvary.com. You'll find them under the Sermons tab. You can even experience the video version of these teachings at our YouTube channel. Just follow the link. And don't forget to subscribe. When you do, you'll be notified as soon as we've uploaded new messages that we know will share Jesus' love and truth for your life. Find a link to our YouTube channel at our website. Again, that's tmcalvary.com. Before we end our time with you today, we'd like to offer you the opportunity to be involved in what we're doing here at The Simple Truth. We'd love for you to join us in praying for the people who will be listening to these broadcasts, who may even be hearing about Jesus for the first time. Would you pray that the Holy Spirit would open ears and soften hearts, and that lives would forever be changed? Would you pray also for Pastor Dion and the team here at The Simple Truth? Pray that we always keep our eyes on the Lord, and that we're courageous to follow wherever He may lead. Would you also pray about financially supporting this ministry? Any and all amounts given are useful and greatly appreciated. You can find out more at tmcalvary.com. Just click on Donate. Thank you for praying about this, and thank you for joining us today on The Simple Truth. Show. Let us join our hands and together we stand. Together.